What's up, y'all, and welcome into the Jack Vita Show. I'm your host, Jack Vita, and we have quite the guest today. Uh, really excited to have him on. We had a former Bachelorette contestant here a couple weeks ago, Garrett Powell. Um, so if you guys are interested in that, go back and check it out. Subscribe to the show wherever it is that you get your podcast. Garrett's an awesome dude. We talked some a lot of baseball, NFL draft. He talked a little bit about his time on the Bachelor franchise, some of the producer manipulation that goes on. We talked about his Christian faith. Um, so lots that we had a great time with Garrett. I've got another big show coming up this week. I'll be talking with Gary Sheffield Jr. to talk some baseball. Um, but we have a guy who I didn't even know he was a big sports fan, um, but we were able to link up recently. Former Bachelorette contestant, Jordan Kimball. Welcome to the show, Jordan. Thanks, Jack. It's good to be here. It's great to have you here. I must say, I got so many messages of people wanting me to ask you stuff about the show. A lot of people saying this guy is a reality TV Hall of Famer, one of the greats to ever really do it, and I agree with them. Well, I appreciate that. Yeah, you know, it's funny. Uh, just to get started here, when you walk into reality TV, no matter what show you're going on, you start talking to the folks on there. You've got your experience. You start to hear what they expect out of the experience. and you hear people start to immediately talk about social media and their following and everything and where it's going to take them. And if you go back and watch whenever I was on The Bachelorette that first night, you can see me looking around like, what is going on? These folks are out of their mind. Like you can literally <laughs> see it on my face. And I went there, I went there really with very little expectations. Even the, even the people from the doctor to, you know, to casting uh, people that, that were before cast uh, production all that stuff. Everyone was like, I've seen the show change people's lives. And I'm thinking to myself, like, yeah, I know some there's some big stars from there, but I had no I had no expectation of that happening for me. I figured it was an opportunity and I was single, so why not? I mean, right? Why not? And I heard heard a lot about the show. And I went in not expecting anything and it just turned into it just wow, what a what a wild ride. I'll tell you. I don't know if anyone will ever be able to to do what I did again. It was just <laughs> to go from to go from the villain that like people kind of love to hate to to you know becoming someone that was a fan favorite that was loved on Bachelor in Paradise and then to go back on again just to get into a fight. Pretty bizarre uh deal there. <laughs> Pretty bizarre. So. so Jordan, how'd you end up on the show then? So I I was going for a run one day and right before I took my first step to take off I still had my Instagram notifications on and I felt a buzz in my pocket. And I'm, I'm pretty good about like, okay, let me get this before I run. And it was a producer from the show. And so I was recruited on Instagram. I'd, I'd had some, uh, some photos up, I guess, that interested them. I had a look that they were interested in. And so we got to talking. And then next thing I knew, I was flying out to Santa Monica for an interview. And I did about a 45-minute interview. I probably answered four questions really, really in-depth on there. I just kept talking and kept talking, and, and uh, yeah, they asked me about love. They asked me about what I look for in a partner, and uh, the, the questions were really genuine, but nothing about the way I answered them was really direct. You know what I mean? I talked around the question and then got <laughs> to it because, I mean, if, if they're flying me all the way out there. They want to see if I've got the ability to speak, so I talked about all kinds of human conditions and human experiences that support what we're looking for and show up in our lives, you know, the way, what we drive, the way we dress, the kind of house we want, the kind of people we hang out with, all that kind of drives what you're looking for in a partner. And, uh, you know, you start talking about 
have you ever been in love and all this stuff? And then that's a messy situation. It's like, well, I think, but how do you know if you have? And it's like, so it was, it was really something. Yeah. But the questions were really genuine that they asked. And that entire part leading up to meeting that the like legit cast producers, um, that casting team there in Santa Monica, phenomenal group of people. They're just the sweetest. There, no manipulation there at all. They're just, they meet you for who you are and they, they send you off. And it was really cool to meet them. That's awesome. So you ended up on the show and you mentioned that you were the villain. And honestly, like it really, so it was interesting to me because I did watch your season. I didn't watch Garrett's season. So it was really interesting to hear about what Garrett had to say. Um, I did watch your season and we loved you the whole time. We were like, it seems like they're really trying to provoke this guy. And then, yeah, I mean, I, they, they sort of made the edit to kind of make the best television is what I, what it seemed as. Oh yeah. And you're exactly spot on. They, I was getting pushed every day doing six to eight hours of interviews every day. Um, and I, I ended up being, my personality was very amplified on there because yeah, I can be that guy that sure. I'll call somebody out or I'll say something or whatever. And like, I'm not going to say I've got brass, you know, cojones, but I, I just, <laughs> I like, I, I don't mind getting into a, you know, if you're, if you're trying to date someone that you thought was going to be the bachelorette before the show, I'm going to call you out on that, bro. Cause you're telling me to be myself. Well, and you guys, and you know who I'm talking about, Mr. Colton Underwood. And the yes. entire time, the entire time on the show, I was telling him, man, just be yourself, man, just be yourself. And I'm so happy for him now that he has become himself publicly. I am so happy for him. I, anybody could have gone and said, Oh, I knew it or, Oh, this or that. I, I don't feel like that was right for, for anyone to do that. I think that if you did know, then that's fine. All I'm here to do, and I'm not the biggest fan of Colton, but I'm very, very happy that he finally stepped into what he is because he was hiding from it for a while. And, and, and I knew that, but I'm very happy that he, he's finally living his best life. Um, do I think that some of the media that's come out after it has been very uh, uh, different? Yes, I think some of the media has been very different. Um, I, I think that it almost is attention seeking a lot of it the headlines at least the way the media is twisting it it might not be him it could be the people writing articles i'm never going to place blame on the person that was interviewed because things can happen with the, the things we say but um, <laughs> right. yeah I, I i was in a house and full of guys that i was like these guys are these guys are tools and i'm cool with all of them <laughs> like i'm cool with all of them and you kind of have to be kind of a slight tool to go on the show just slightly you got to have a little <laughs> right. bit of that in your blood and so i'm on here and i'm talking to all these guys they're all coming at me I got a few bros that are backing me up and I'm like, I can't, y'all are wild. I know for a fact you're here to be famous. I know for a fact you're here to get a social media following, but I'm the bad guy just because I'm calling you out. What an experience that season, probably one of the best casts though. One of the best oh, casts agree. of the franchise. Yeah. yeah, really great. If you look at us all now, we're all really just following our, our path and doing our thing. And we're all, we're, there's a lot of successful people from that season. Um, and Hannah Brown season as well, the season that Garrett's from. Um, but yeah, it, very good cast. Uh, Becca, she was a little different. Uh, we actually laughed a lot with my time on the show. Uh, I would say that we were really good friends. I, we both knew that that wasn't going anywhere. Um, and I certainly wish her, I wish her the best moving forward. Uh, but yeah, she's just very different than what I, she was different than how I perceived her even. Um, not as far as physically or anything like that, but just, uh, the things that she was saying on the show were kind of, I don't want to have any sons. I want to hyphenate our last names. These kind of things I was not expecting. 
So when she started saying these kind of things, I was like, whoa, I, where did this come from? You know, cause she has a cross, she has a cross tattooed on her, um, on her wrist. And so, and I'm someone of faith. So I thought, you know, you don't want to raise boys. She started going into this like, kind of like feminist kind of direction. And so, yeah, that's not really for me. I don't believe, I'm not saying, uh, you know, oh, gender roles are necessary. I'm not saying that either. I'm just saying like, you know, to be able to eliminate entire, like, to eliminate boys from the, the picture at, just in, in general, as a, as a guy, as a guy that wants to be a dad, you know, you want a little boy. You want a daughter too. You want a couple of daughters, but you want a little boy too, you know? Um, so that was just bizarre to me. And I don't know if anyone's ever said that to you. I don't know if you even know that. But that no, was a I didn't. Thing. I want you to think about that. That was a thing. And it's wow. like, I, I can't imagine going up to someone on a date and being like, hey, do you want to have kids? Do you want to have any little girls? Okay, I'm out of here. I'll get the check, but I'm out of here. You know, so it was, it was different for sure. Um, and then of course we had David. Uh, you know, David. I, I I'm friends with David in real life. Uh, David's a fine guy. Um, by the time Bachelor in Paradise rolled around, him and I were a lot closer than people think. <laughs> but uh, David, you know, they had him. They got in his head. They got in his head, and it wasn't his fault. They just they're really good. The producers are really good at manipulating, and he was, you know. He, there was a, a moment where he was reading off a note card in Las Vegas. And I was like, David, I can see, I can see your note cards. I know what you're going to say to me. Hold them up closer. To, hold them up. Come on. Don't do that. I think I know or something. Come on now. Um, so uh, ultimately did I take the experience seriously? I, I was going to, the plan was to take it seriously. And, and I say that was like, there was something, there wasn't a plan, but like I, t I fully intended to take it seriously. Um, I had a, I had a lot of respect for the show going on. And then like by day two, I was like, this is not, this is not real. This is, I'm not taking this seriously. So that's when, <laughs> that's when you see me come in with some of my antics and, uh, it was, man, what a good time though. You know, I would have loved to have been like the, the bartender or something on paradise or whatever. But again, you know, and I think we're going to get into this at some point on here. Things have just gotten so folks want to take a, a, a totally not politically correct show and morph it into this politically correct show and they want everyone to be represented which i totally agree with but then when everyone's represented it's well they're represented but we don't want white people on it's like okay well that's racist and i i want everyone to be prosperous i want everyone to have a chance i want everyone to be represented i think that the diversity really leads to education Educating socially, I think that our differences should be celebrated, not used as leverage. Um, so, as far as me and the show now, I still talk about the show here and there. I, you know, I, I don't know if I'm going to watch or not. Jack, are you going to watch a show coming forward? No, no, I stopped watching it actually during um, it, Hannah Brown season. Magic. I started. Did you? Okay. I started watching it. I didn't get hooked, and I haven't watched since. I feel like it's a show that. For a lot of people, you watch it for a little while and then it kind of runs its course. You kind of figure out what they're going to keep doing. Um, but I am a big reality TV fan and I'm glad you brought up the thing about the difference is, did you ever watch The Real World or Survivor? Uh, I watched The Real World. I used to watch The Challenge as well. And that's a whole different story. Um, I actually was cast for that show. And then through a COVID clause, I was, yeah, I was, and that's, I haven't said that. I don't think on any other podcast, but I was. I was cast for it. And uh, for this and last season, they, the challenge double yes. agents. 
Yes. And then it was pulled uh, from a COVID clause and I didn't have COVID. It wasn't because of COVID, but uh, there was, I, I can speculate reasons why, and I'm sure you can speculate reasons why too. Um, but yeah, so that happened and uh, they dropped it. That was, I was supposed to go out last September. Um, and then that, so I, for seven months thought that I was going on the show and I didn't. Um, and maybe there's another chance. I don't know. Maybe there's not. And that's okay too. I mean, like I just got into real estate and I'm, I do well with the social media stuff. I'm going upward and outward. I'm kind of trying to get in where I, you know, where I feel like I have a purpose and I can serve uh, people best and serve myself best. Um, there's really, at this point, there's not a lot that I'm doing out of selfishness. Everything that I'm doing, I'm trying to really, really make a difference. Um, and it's it's not easy. Uh, it, it's frustrating. And there's, there's things that we're all feeling right now. When you wake up and you put news on or, you know, you're in traffic, things are a little tense. But uh, by being positive and trying to drive people to think differently, um, I think that we can make an impact, even if it's day by day. So, I agree. That's some good stuff right there. And I'd actually heard, so I hadn't heard anything about you on the challenge. I'm a big challenge fan. Um, Connor O'Brockta from your season. I had heard he went into casting. Yeah, he did. I know. Where'd you hear that? I saw it on Reddit or something like that. Yeah, he did. He did. And that uh, he got... They flew him out and they then they pulled him too. So they pulled him before they 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 got him, I think, before they got me, or was it just after? It was around the same time. It was around the same time, maybe been just after me. So yeah. Yeah, that's uh that's a fact. Yeah, that's correct. And it only backs up more of what I'm saying. So yeah. Um it was honestly after everything that had happened last year and then not going on that, I was like, Wow, all right, this is just uh cool. Like I wow. I mean, I put so like, I was really thinking you, for seven months, you think you're going in there, you know, you make it through every single phase of casting and then for them to drop it on me nine days before I flew out, it, it, it hit, it hit hard, but I didn't, I never celebrated that I got cast. So to me, it was like, I didn't never get my hopes up really, but in the back of my mind, I thought I was going on the whole time. So yeah, I've been busy. I've been, there's been a lot of behind the scenes things that I'm doing. Um, even right now, there's behind the scenes things that I'm doing that I can't talk about, but I will be talking about soon. Um, but yeah, man, I stay busy over here and I, uh, I really, I'm full of life and I like, what I like to do is I like to try to, there's a lot of uh, debates going on right now everywhere about everything, sports, politics, uh, religion, um, food, uh, shopping malls versus online. There's debates about everything and anything. And what I like to do is if someone thinks differently than me, and I don't do it in a condense. I'm not saying this in a condense anyway. I don't go, let me pick your brain and figure out why you are the way you are so I can pull a psychosis on you. No, no. I just, I like to talk about why do you think that way? That way I can understand where, like your experiences really do shape how you think. So I very often, I try to understand where that person's coming from, how they were taught. Maybe it was just the way they were raised. Maybe it was the university they went to. Maybe it was this, something they saw on television. Maybe it's the, the program they watch but I really like to understand where they come from because wh- wh- whatever's draw- drawn them to this, this kind of mentality, I'm not going to say I can't respect it. I can respect it. If it's something they've drawn up over time, sure. But what I like to do is I like to then interject with, you know, Hey, this is how I feel. And this is why I feel this way. And sometimes you surprise people. They go, well, you're this and that. How, how did you go through that? And it's like, well, you have to understand that, all those really nice rocks that are polished at the, at the on the shore, they they weren't that they weren't always nice and polished. From from the sea crashing into them and you know 
smoothing them out for over years, thousands of years. That's how they get that way. Nothing is overnight. And I think some folks, what I'm trying to get to is here, assuming sometimes can make a problem and it can lead to uh, generalizations, very grand generalizations. So what I'm trying to do right now is I'm trying not to assume, I'm trying to understand. That's good stuff right there, Jordan. Uh, so much. There's so much to talk about with you today. Uh, I want to go back to the challenge one more thing. Since you yeah. thought you were going out there, were you doing any type of reaching out to cast members of the show to try to get in and have an in? No? I never. I have never done that with The Bachelorette, and I will, I will never do that. If I'm ever going on a show, I will never reach out to the cast beforehand. Now, now like on Bachelor in Paradise 5, when we had a group text from the show, and like I knew that Joe with grocery store Joe was going on. Of course, like we talked about it, you know, like, hey, I'll see you there. You know, we knew that we were going we, we were very close. But I, I never if I don't know you prior and like you don't start the conversation with me, I'm never reaching out. There are a lot of folks that do reach out, though. And that's totally cheating. Not cool. Not cool. <laughs> yeah. 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 I mean, it's just the challenge. They all have these like pre-existing friendships that go back 10 years. And so the new guys want to get in and try to start their own posse. Yeah. Yeah, I actually, it's funny. Well, I've, I, and I'm still training. Um, but while I was training, I started at 185 pounds. I'm 214 today. So Ooh. I put on, I put on a lot of muscle. Uh, I've gotten very, very fast. Again, I used to be really fast back in the day. All the travel and everything's worn me down a little bit. Um, but I've, I'm kind of back. And I, I'll tell you, mentally, physically, I feel better than 29, even though I still feel old some days. I feel better than 29, I think. And and I would have loved to have gone on that show. I would have loved to have gone on that show, but it just didn't work out. And, uh, you know, I've got to find ways to bless myself uh, and, you know, down the road with, with other things. I've, held, I've maintained a really good relationship with them, the casting. So if they ever feel like one day they're a guy short, maybe they'll give me a call. So, yeah, I sure hope so. You'd be great on there. That'd be great TV. Um, yeah, be okay. So you mentioned, you mentioned Bachelor in Paradise. How would you compare the Bachelor in Paradise experience to the experience on The Bachelorette? So that's a very common question I get, and I'm always really excited to answer it. The Bachelorette <laughs> is the Bachelorette is so much more fun. I mean, it's it's just a great time. You start to make some friends, even if the whole house is against you. You start to make friends, and it's 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 just kind of cool. It's they're poking you to go against each other or whatever, and you do, but at the end of the day, like we all know what's going on, you know, we're all totally aware. Uh, unless you're like on the opposite side of me and then I really hurt your feelings and then you're mad at me, but that's okay too. That's all right. <laughs> um, but uh, a bachelor in paradise, it's different because you've got several women, you've got women that you find out that you're actually interested in. And then what they try to do is they try to send other cast in as soon as you meet them, or as soon as you go on a date, they send another cast in and then they make that person go on a date. And then you look like, like kind of a, a shrimp, right? It's like, oh, <laughs> she just, we were just making out and like now she's over here. Cool. Wow. That doesn't look good. This is just on national TV tight. This guy would never walk into a date in real life and take anyone from me, but that's cool. And not that there's, I'm not <laughs> saying anyone's a possession, by the way, I don't mean that when I say that take someone, but you know what I mean? Like, you know, so they do that, they set it up and then they throw the guys in on it and then they get the girls talking to the other girls and then the girls try to talk them out of it. And then producers are trying to talk you out of it. And it's like, whoa. And the whole time they're trying to get, you know, they're trying to start drama with you and the guys. It is a, it's a very stressful show to be a part of. Uh, also, I don't know if this has ever been mentioned to you, 
but like I know myself, my experience, I always slept outside. Um, so you're dealing with like Bachelor Paradise Five was in it was like record highs, insanely hot. Um, so even at night, even at night, it was like 84 degrees. And I was sleeping outside, no blankets or anything. The crabs are trying to walk up the bed. You got beetles in your hair. And that's all fine and dandy. It's not, I can go rinse off, whatever. But it just really, like, you're constantly in heat. You're constantly getting poked at. You've constantly got two to three cameras following you. Um, it was a lot. It was a lot. A month of that, man. It was a lot. And, like, the Bachelorette was way less tempered. It was just, you know, like, okay, we're going to do this today. And then like, that's it. And you do interviews about that. And like, you get to hang out, kick it, whatever you get to play cards. You really like, there's, there, there was a lot of fun things to do. I would say there was even a little more downtime, but in bachelor paradise, they are all go. They're putting out two episodes a week. It is all gas, no breaks. Um, so yeah, ultimately, is it a great experience? I would say when you look back on it, it's very easy to romanticize it. Uh, but during, during the filming of it, during the filming, I wouldn't say that anyone's very fond of what's going on. Of course, there's great memories in, in parts of all this. Of course there's good times, but overall, do I recommend it? No, I do not. If you want to have a good, if you want to have a legitimately good summer, stay home, do not go on bachelor in paradise. Um, yeah. And I wouldn't say that I hated it. I just, it's so uncomfortable. I mean, it's like, it's like love war, you know, it's like, you just constantly feeling some kind of way and the weather makes you feel kind of some kind of way. And then you're like there for four weeks and you're still sleeping outside and you're like, what is this even about? What are you, who, who's even here still? People are just, people are just grabbing their bags and leaving whenever they want. It's like, it's pretty stressful. It's pretty stressful, Jack. I, if you want to go on there, I'll put in a good word, but I don't recommend it. <laughs> no, I don't no recommend I, I'm it. good. I, I think I'll find love. Maybe I'll go the Tinder route instead. There you go. Do, you, yeah. do you have any tips for me on there? Oh, I've got some tips. I can draw up a great <laughs> bio for you. There's no doubt about that. Yeah. <laughs> um, no, it's real interesting about Paradise because a lot of people were texting me or sending questions in. They're like, ask how amazing Paradise is. It, I guess it looks really fun to the viewer. Um, but yeah, I I was also kind of reading like a stressful environment. And also the fact of like, it doesn't seem like they give you a whole lot of fun stuff to do there. Well, and so, okay, so let's talk about that. Because if, if folks are asking, I want to really answer this in depth, right? I want to I give them what they want here. So a lot of viewers, when they're watching, and I, I only say this because I'm not a blogger saying like, so all of you guys asked about my chocolate chip cookies. No, like I literally have been asked this a million times or said this, that's, this had this said to me a million times. People say, whenever I watch you, I almost have to like hold on to something like you get my heart racing because like I know you're about to go do something and I never know how it's going to turn out. And sometimes it's even when you interject and start talking. And then I realize you say something really sweet and I'm like, ah, OK. But people get really tense and like excited or whatever, however you want to say it. They anticipate sometimes when I'm on there. And I want you guys to know that whenever you're feeling that way, I feel the same way when I'm going over to wreck someone's pinata and I have no idea what's going to happen. <laughs> And I know that that guy's a little spicy. I know that there's a chance something's going to happen. I mean, obviously the intention isn't there, but you always know there's a probability. And like, so everyone's like, ah, like, geez, I got so nervous. Like, I, I, just, I saw you running up and I'm like, yeah, like I wasn't nervous really, but like, it definitely didn't feel like I was at home eating shepherd's pie either. So, so like I, you know, I run over there and I do that and like, that's what makes the show are those little moments. And I still look back on that and I just laugh at it. 
And even though I know, like, you know, he slightly, whatever, maybe bent his wrist and got hurt or whatever. Like, I mean, he kind of had to come into him. Uh, nice guy overall, though. Um, not really. Kind of. But, um, <laughs> you know, like. Okay, tell, it, the, it was, tell the story of the fight. You got to tell that story. Yeah. So, okay. So, Clay went over there. And they really showed it exactly the way it went down, which I was so thankful for. Um, Clay went over there. And. Christian had tried to get in between him and Clay earlier. And Clay was like, look, like, get out of here, right? Get out of here. And then so Christian had her, and Clay wanted to go over there. And Christian had also been on a date with her that day. That was the difference with this. So Clay was like, look, like, it's a rose ceremony. I want to talk to her. You already had a date with her. Let me talk to her, right? Like, let me at least get a word in before the rose ceremony, which is perfectly normal. And Christian's saying, no, you didn't let me talk to her yesterday. And he's like, dude, you had the entire day with her. This is a little different. And it's a rose ceremony. Like, I have to talk to her, dude. And so Christian's like, nah, man, shoo, get out of here. And Nicole really, Nicole said she wanted someone to step up and be more aggressive. And I guess that Christian was doing that. And even though I genuinely think that she liked Clay more, she was kind of playing a little bit of a game. And uh, yeah, she just, they just, Clay walked away. And I was like, man, okay, because Clay and I, we used to be pretty close. I haven't talked to him in a while, but I was like, all right, no one does that. You know, that, that was a, that was not cool to do. So I, I went over there. I was like, I was like, well, first, before I did that, Wells comes up to me and everyone's over here surrounding me. I got Derek Peth, Wells, Clay, uh, who else was over there? Probably John Paul Jones, Dylan Barber at some point. We we're all in like a huddle. And I was like, I'm going to go wreck that pinata. And everyone's like, you're going to wreck the pinata? Wells is like, Wells is like, you won't do it. And I'm like, I'm going to go wreck the pinata. And everyone's like, uh. And Wills was there too. And Wills goes, no, don't wreck, don't wreck the pinata. Do not wreck that pinata. And I'm like, I'm going to do it. And Clay's like, Clay's like, don't do it. And I'm like, I'm going to do it. And Wells is like, do it. And then my, my producer was like, do it. And so I was like, all right, I'm doing it. And so they literally put in right before I start running away, hey, don't wreck that pinata. And I go, I'm, I'm going to wreck it. And I just... I just, you see me take off. You see me take off in my boat shoes. And uh, I go over there and I start to try to take this thing down. They had it up there with that yarn pretty good. So I tried to unhook it. And as soon as I was trying to unhook it, he grabbed me by the arm. He tried to tussle with me. Then he tried to kick me. You, know, you can play it all back. He tried to kick me. And that's when I was like, okay, I got to get this guy out of my area. He wants to fight. I didn't come over here to fight this guy. So I, uh, I just tossed him. I hip checked him and tossed him. And probably a good seven, eight, nine feet. I mean, from where he, I mean, it, you can see that he flew pretty far and we were already on an elevated thing. And I didn't want that to go down, but I've also been applauded for my form. Uh, and so that's, you know, I was, it was a pretty good hip check, but yeah, after that, I was like, I was down to like, dude, if you want to fight like, okay, but I'm just trying to get you out of my area. So you see me come down the steps and I, I started stepping up to him and obviously producers broke it up. I wasn't going to viciously go after him because at that point you would think the guy would be like, all right, I don't want to mess with this guy. You know, I, I probably don't want to mess with him, but he still had in his head that he wanted to try to mess with me. And production did a really good job of keeping him away from me and everything. And uh, Chris Harrison came up and was like, man, we're sorry. Uh, you know, obviously you didn't touch him first, but to protect everybody, we've got to do this. But man, like, we're really sorry. And, uh, and you know, I got sent home that night and, um, and then I went back to the reunion. And uh, the reunion was a great time uh, talking with all of them and everything. Bachelor Paradise does have a camaraderie, camaraderie about it, you know, it's because there's a different level of respect. If you can make it out, if you can survive that show and still be able to hold your head high, I got tons of respect for you because it, because it's not easy. 
and anyone that says like, oh, it's so awesome. The beach is beautiful. It's not much of a beach. There's, it's a little stretch that we have there, but the beach is beautiful. The food is not bad. The drinks are really cold. The sand is hot. The day beds are incredible. I mean, there, it is a really cool looking place. Ultimately what taxes us while we're there is being poked while in the heat, while trying to find love, while being played with by the person, the producers and the other guys. It's just so much. You're getting hit from every angle of, of life with that. And, uh, I know I sound like such a baby. Oh, Bachelor in Paradise so bad. <laughs> but uh, take it from someone that's been on there twice uh, and take it from the mayor. I am the mayor. And uh, what I'm saying, anyone will back up and support. It is hot. It is aggressively um, taxing as far as the love part of it and the producers. And you sometimes you get tired of eating cheese. There's a lot of cheese there. <laughs> um, so, yeah, it. Uh, for anyone that thinks it's awesome, Keep watching. Yes, it's really fun to watch, but do not sign up to go. Bless your hearts. Don't sign up to go. Well, I was thinking you had to be the MVP because you went down for a good cause. You got the guy out of there. Clay was able to be with her now. And yeah. if it had worked out for them, like you should have been the best man in his wedding for that reason. I And so many people said that. Yeah, and I agree. Um, but yeah, I, I feel like I did the right thing. I wasn't going over there to to poke around with him necessarily and try to fight him. I just wanted to wreck the pinata. That's all. I mean, someone needs to wreck the pinata. Uh, so, and it's funny because it's, and it's so funny. I don't know if they planned it or what, but his shirt looked a lot like the pinata. So when I threw it, it looked like I threw the pinata. <laughs> so wild. So wild. What, and, and like, I'm not, I'm not really that proud of it because. I'm slightly proud of it, but I'm like, that was the first legit fight on the series. And so I'm like, ah, oh, I had, it had to be me. I had to be that guy. So usually I try to make fun without, without hurting any feelings too much, or I try to poke fun and have it be funny and not too hurtful. I think that's a fun way to be. Um, I don't want to go on there and tear anyone apart and make them rewatch it and like cry or anything. I'm not, that's not right. who I am, but with who I was on the show and everything and, and I can be that way too. Like at the bar with my buddies, I can, I can poke fun and ha have a good time, but I, I've also done a lot of growing since the last show. And, uh, I think I'm j just in a different place. I was 26 whenever I went on, uh, I was 25 when I was recruited, I'm 29 now. Um, so I think I've done some growing and my goals are different and how I present myself is different. So, but yeah, it's, uh, anyone that wants to go on, Hey, go for it but report back to me on how it was. And, and if you, if it's what you thought it was, because it's not. So it wasn't what you thought it was, was it? Huh? Not, not totally. No, I had heard some things, but even what I heard was different. I mean, like there was, it was a larger cast for that one for bachelor in paradise five. And then I think bachelor in paradise six was even larger. They were bringing someone in every day. And, uh, yeah, it was just a lot. It was just a lot. You go into Puerto Vallarta, then you go down to Sayulita. You start your day, you, you know, you get quarantined for four or five days in Puerto Vallarta or three if you're lucky, if you're lucky. And so then you, you go from being totally by yourself to I'll never forget the first time I walked down to Paradise. It was Eric Bigger, uh, Kendall, Long and Tia there. And I was the fourth one on the beach. And I thought to myself, wow, this is so pretty. And it feels it, it, it felt really nice. It was nice and early in the morning still. And I was like, this is going to be, this is, I've never experienced anything like this. And literally by that night, I was like, this is the bachelorette on steroids. Okay. There we go. 
<laughs> so I have an unpopular opinion about fighting on reality TV. You ready for this? I'm ready. Yeah, hit me with it. Literally, stop hit me, me if it. it's crazy. <laughs> okay. okay, how about this? There should be a place for fighting on reality TV. I think we have fighting in hockey. So is there a way we could set up some little boxing ring? Like a uh, guy throws a glove at the other guy and they square off like on the challenger on the bachelorette. I think that should totally be a thing. I honestly, I endorse that because look at CT. That's where his, that's why they held on to him. That guy was an absolute riot on wheels for years, for years on that show. He's like, he's just going through, just meeting him, just ha- shaking his hand. He's trying to chest bump you. And it's like, bro, can you back up? And he's like, what, you want some of this? We want some of this right now. I'll put you through the wall, bro. And it's like, what do you, what do you, you're going to put me through the wall. What are you talking about? Um, yeah. So I think that I like, and we grew up watching that. So like, that's, that is what made reality TV like so binge worthy and like so anticipated and the bachelor franchise, I think may have done it better than any other franchise. Obviously the real world and the challenge are top notch. MTV is the king of reality TV. They really gave birth to it. Bravo is very good too, but the Bachelorette, it's a, it's a, it's its own beast. It's its own beast. I think it'd be. I mean, the thing is, is it's entertainment. And when we get a baseball fight, as much as Major League Baseball likes to pretend that they hate it, they love it. They put it on their Twitter twenty minutes after there's an altercation. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I mean, even when there's like a pitch that went wrong, people seem to yeah. love that too. And it's like, it's like, oh, I can hardly watch that, but okay. <laughs> yeah, it's a. Uh, yeah, but I think the fighting, I, I mean, like, let it let it run, let it roll, you know? There's also a drink limit on the show, which kind of, I think, helps to stop that. Uh, drinks per hour on both The Bachelorette and uh, BIP. And so people, as far as the guys go, some of the uh, women on there, that's hot out, two drinks, you know, they're like 100 pounds. It can start to interfere with how they think and everything. And the policy always has been... Anytime I've been on Bachelor in Paradise, if anyone starts to feel woozy or not themselves, let's get you a Pedialyte and let's have a producer take you upstairs to like lie down. We do not play that game of like, oh, let's go get in the jacuzzi while you're drunk or anything. We don't play that game. So everyone's always done a really good job of looking out for each other in that aspect, which I love to see. Um, but yeah, I think that, that the drink limit, if the guys were getting boozy, I think that there might be Clay. Clay might have been the guy tossing Christian instead. But um, <laughs> Yeah, it's interesting. It's a really interesting dynamic that that somehow out of all the years I go on there, I go on the bachelorette with every intention of like just being myself and somehow I like everyone's like we've never seen anybody like you and it's like what do you mean? Have you never been to Florida? What do you mean you never seen anybody like you? What are you talking about? <laughs> and uh it's just what a wild run and watching it back it's like whoa. Whoa. And they did a great job of uh, you know, well, they did a great job of Really, really making me look like a um, kind of a D-bag, kind of a D-bag on the first one. And then the second one, uh, you got to see that, you know, I'm a I'm a compassionate person, you know, a little bit. And uh, and then the, the third one, it was just all antics. So and then I was the voice of reason on the reunion between uh, Blake and and uh, uh, what's her name? Um, what was her name? The one that's with Dean now. Uh, why did I forget her Kaylin. name? Kaylin. Kaylin. That's it. Yep. So uh, I was kind of the voice of reason with that, with, with some of that stuff going on. And uh, I, Blake seems like he's bounced back well. That show I thought was going to ruin his life. I mean, like, I had I had, had some conversations with him beforehand, and I thought he was in a good place going on there. Because everyone kind of decided to call me because they're like, look, obviously you've been on. You've been on the full length. Like, what can I expect? And I was like, 
<clears throat> I mean, don't expect anything. Expect to be miserable for for four weeks. I mean, if you find love, you're st- it's still gonna you're still gonna have challenges. They they like literally, it is the only thing that is consistent are the challenges on there. So it uh yeah, I told everyone I was like, watch out. And then I I get there and everyone's like, how much do you know as far as producers? And I'm like, well, like what do you what's going on here? What do you mean? What all do I know? And then I started to find some things out. And then I get I get down to the beach and I was like, what on earth is this? I showed up with a helmet on and a tanker and I'm like, go, 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 just barreling through the sand. And I'm like, go, 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 And I got all these, I got all these 50 cows pointed at me. I'm like, what's going on here? And I, it just got, I got right to business. I mean, wow. What, what a season. I don't know how many lives it destroyed, but here's my thing. And I've got an opinion about this. I want to hear what you think, Jack. Okay. I don't think that real life should be pulled into reality TV. Let whatever's going on in the situations on the television unfold and let that be the television. When you start pulling in people's real life, I mean, obviously Blake was stagecoach, like no one was going to keep that in, right? Um, but that really affected his experience on the show. And I think it's his fault because ultimately he probably wanted to look like the man going on there and be like, oh, I've got all these girls after me. I guess he didn't think that they were all going to talk and find out. But I think that the real life stuff should stay out of it. But that's just me. Yeah, I agree. I mean, I think the question is how you define real life stuff, like because we want reality to be TV to be real. So how would you define that? I define it as when it came to Kalen and the drunk texts, that was too much. Yes. Like that was too yes. much. That was too much real life details for me. Like, okay, you guys hooked up. Okay. Bring that in. Sure. That, that has a place here. But when you start talking about in depth and you start trying to throw people under the bus and like, it gets weird. Let's just not go there. It's not good for your reputation. It's not good for the other person's reputation. It doesn't make the show look good. When you start bringing in um, uh, publicists, it doesn't look good. When you start all that stuff, it's just, let's leave it out of there. Let's leave it out. Yeah, they, I agree. They, they, I they, think they pulled, they pulled it in. So, yeah, I think the thing is on that topic, it doesn't really make for great TV because all this stuff happened without the camera there. So, like, yeah. we're just getting some kind of a he said, she said little recap. We don't really know what happened. And I'm a big Survivor fan. I don't like it when they do the Survivor All Star seasons because. There's so much that goes into it that we don't even see on the island. It's people, we talk about like the pregame alliances. They call each other up. Hey, let's go to the final four together. Okay, done. We don't see that transpire. So I like seeing on Survivor, which I don't know if you've watched Survivor, but I like seeing the new people meet each other and interact organically. Right. I like that too. And I've I've watched it here and there. I agree. The all-star stuff. People come in all cocky and pompous, chest poked out, and they're, I'm going to show you who's the man. But when it's, it, when it's, I say innocent people, when it's innocent reality TV cast coming in, it's like, oh, I don't know who this person is. How are you today? Oh, okay. <laughs> we're friends. Cool. Okay. We don't like that guy. And then you can start to see it unfold. You know, I do. I'm a big fan of that. Where Bachelor in Paradise is kind of an all-star season, honestly. Yeah. Um, and then this season is going to be this Bachelor in Paradise with the direction that I know the producers take. I really like, I'm not going to say I pray for them because they're very fortunate to be going on the show because um, it's going to change your life. But I really hope that everybody has their stuff together. You know what I mean? Like 
because you go on there and they start to dig, they start to dig, they start to dig. And then all of a sudden now you're look at what happened to Rachel Kirkconnell, you know, something that she's done a while back has come up and it, you know, something that was widely accepted has now been something that she was absolutely, you know, condemned for. Um, so I think that anyone going on needs to, they need to prepare them. They need to be ready for anything they've done and anything they're going to do and anything that anybody's going to call them out for. Cause it's possible. It's going to happen. Um, I hate to see stuff where people go on these shows and then their entire life's ruined. I hate to see that. Uh, so uh, hopefully we don't see anyone's life ruined, whether it be like the way that it happened for Blake or the way it happened for her. Um, hopefully it's just a fun season with a ton of cast and there's great interactions and a lot of drinks being poured. Um, that's what I hope for. But, uh, you know, it's, they're going to have to do something with Wells too at some point. Cause he is not, I don't think he's cutting it as a bartender anymore. So they're going <laughs> to, maybe, maybe they'll throw Demi in there with him or something. Maybe they got to throw someone in. I don't know if Chris Harrison will be back. Um, it's not sounding like he will. I know that he's lawyered up and everything. And, uh, I really wish they would bring him back. He is, and producers even said uh, with this past season with Katie that they've missed him because he acts like a father figure. He's very insightful. Um, and he kind of keeps the show together like glue. And I would agree. Like I, he's very insightful. He's always been really nice to be around. Very fun. Um, him and I, have, you know, we've had some good laughs and uh, always at others expense. You know, we're always laughing at um, like when, with the uh, men's tell all, you know, Whenever I was, I, I really, that was a run. Now you want to see me on top notch banter and wit, go watch season 14 men's tell all. Um, <laughs> but he, he walked up to me and he goes, he's like, what have you been watching old fight tapes? He's like, you're messing these guys up, you know? <laughs> and so we just, you know, he's, he's a nice guy. Um, he's, he's always been there for me and for everyone that I know, um, no matter ethnicity, gender, where you're from, no matter what he has, I know for a fact, he's been there for everybody. Um, so it sucks to see a lot of the new cast that haven't gotten to know him kind of take the side of someone that was a lead uh, prior, like Rachel Lindsay, um, that's kind of trying to say, oh, he's bad. And you have to stick with me because uh, we're supposed to be on the same side. And, you know, when you start to compel speech with your experience on this show, it, it's, it's bad for the audience because, it's like, well, you didn't come off this way on the show, so I don't understand what happened. And it, it, it makes it to where your experience isn't actually told. And that's unfortunate because we all like to hear the podcast, the inside things about the experience. And if you're just going to go on there and knock a show the whole time, sometimes it's like, like just like I said with Bachelor in Paradise, it's tough, but there are good times. I, I prefer shooting the Bachelorette over it. You know, I'm not going to come on here and just say bad things about everybody and the host and all the producers. I'm, just, I'm not going to do it. I'm very close, extremely close with a few of the producers. Um, and, you know, I came out as a conservative and some of them said that, you know, they weren't tolerant of that. They said they were going to unfollow me. And I said, I understood, even though that I had been following them and I knew that they weren't conservative, but that's okay. I'm tolerant. They're not. It, that's just the way it is. And I'm still very close with a few of them. And uh, my guy, Sean, he is, um, he's a great guy, super funny, brilliant. Um, and uh, it's good. To, it's good to, you know, leave these kind of experiences with real friendships, you know, so. Absolutely. What's your best off-camera Chris Harrison story? I would say when I was leaving VIP 5, and there was a huge group on the beach. It was, you know, just so – it was such a fun day. And 
we're leaving, and it's him and Polly, Big Polly, that does the uh, does the behind the scenes stuff. I'm sure you've seen Polly on there. He was on Matt James season, uh, doing some things with them. And uh, he he's walking up, and he goes, "All right, it's time for a mimosa, Polly. Let's load it up. Let's get out of here." You know, and he's just. <laughs> And, you know, he's sitting there and he's like, he's like, come on, Polly, let's go. And he's just, he's funny. He's sarcastic. He's full of life. Uh, very genuine. Um, just being around him that day, you know, he was like, he's like, you know, I, he's like, I barely got to know you on the bachelorette and I got your antics and everything, but he goes, he goes, man, getting to know you through this VIP experience. I get to meet his family and everything. He's like, he's like, you're, you're a cool guy, you know, and just, <laughs> he's just very open. He's transparent. He's very open. And it was just, it was, that whole day was just so much fun. And, um, you know, a lot of folks don't get to see that. You just see him come out and ding, 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 ladies and gentlemen, the final rose. And that's <laughs> it. But it, uh, I hope that he comes back. Uh, I stopped watching Matt James season because of everything. And, um, I will not watch, uh, this K- Katie season because of it. I, I've heard that Caitlin Bristow, congrats to her and Jason Tardick, by the way, um, have very happy for them. But I heard that Caitlin Bristow and um, who was the other lead, uh, Tasha, they that one of them or both of them said that it was kind of traumatic and it kind of gave them flashbacks and it was hard for them to host. And it's like it's a television program and it brought back trauma. You know, like I wouldn't say trauma. I wouldn't say Bachelor in Paradise is so bad that it was traumatic. You know what I mean? So I think that what happened is they start to bring their own life and their own experiences into the show instead of letting Katie have the show. And I just don't want to see that. So we'll see where that goes. Um, but I'm not watching. Not not right now. I haven't. I'm, I'm just I, I can't do it. Not until Chris is back. I'm, I'm with you. I don't watch it anymore either. But I just also I mean, I just stopped watching a couple of years ago. Once you were off the show, stop watching. I appreciate that. Yeah. And, uh, <laughs> no, and, but, but Hannah Brown, you know, the, the season that Garrett's from was a good cast too. And, uh, a lot of them are very successful and doing good things too. But yeah, I, uh, now, now what's, since I'm not watching this, I'm just watching the news scene. If Aaron Rodgers is going to stick with green Bay or not. All right, let's do the sports thing. I got one before we do a sports thing though. I have one last bachelor question that people want me to ask you. And that is, what do you see? You hinted at it just now. Where do you see reality TV, The Bachelor? What's the future for this thing? Do you think that reality TV is starting to run its course a little bit? Do you think it's always going to be something that's going to be extremely popular? What do you think? TV is a staple in American culture today, and I think it will continue to be that way uh, until people just start streaming live from like wherever they're at. Um, it's probably going to go down to kind of a dumbed down version, I'm sure, at some point. Um, but I think that it's going to be around for a long time. I think the Bachelor franchise will end. I think its time is up. They haven't been renewed yet this year. I'm not saying it's going to happen this year, but it would not surprise me if they're not renewed for another Bachelor. Um, I I just, it wouldn't surprise me. I think that the run of that is up. And I think that they might stick with Bachelor in Paradise somehow and just keep that show and cast new people to go on that instead of, and just do a totally co-ed. They might just come out with a whole new series. It's hard to speculate. Uh, reality TV is a huge part of where people put their time in entertainment. The budgets are are incredible. They pay for network television. Um, so it's going to continue to be a staple. However, the Bachelor franchise at this point, in my humble opinion, it is up. So, 
Very interesting. All right, let's talk some sports. I know you're a sports guy. Um, and I'm going to let you, let's do something here. I'm going to let you host the show here. You want you came with some sports topics. Let's do it. Right now, if you're Aaron Rodgers, I get that you've been in Brady's shadow all year, even though you were the MVP and you know, you start to see Brett, you get a call from Brett Favre and he says, Hey man, we've only, we've me and love, like, you know, we've been talking and they just, they just got another quarterback and think your time's up. You know, I was only there 16 years. You got to get out of there. You got to get out of there. So it's, uh, it's, it's really weird to see at the end of last season, him really start to complain and then know that he's only got a year contract with them and to hear that he wants to leave. I don't know where he would go. I heard, I heard, uh, the Washington football team and they've got that quarterback, uh, uh, Heineken, you know, that's what I call him. Yeah. I call him after the, yeah. And so it's, uh, <laughs> They've got that quarterback, so I don't see a place for him. That would, to me, wouldn't do anything. I don't know where is he, where where he's going to go. Everyone, even though he's an MVP, I get that. Everyone right now has a quarterback. I mean, literally. So even the Lions have a quarterback. Um, so I don't know where he's going to go. I think he's going to just suck it up. I think he's going to play for Green Bay. He's going to make history with having a 17th year. And will he retire after that? I'm thinking probably so. Will Tom Brady take it to the Super Bowl? I think they'll go into the playoffs without being a wild card. I think they'll stay pretty hot all season. Um, I would love to see Tampa. I'm from Tampa. I would love to see them go again. Uh, a lot of people are speculating based off of draft and uh, who's been traded in these kind of things um, that the Chargers are going to go to the Super Bowl. That I find that very interesting. Um, I can't possibly see that. But they, I know that they were a good team last year. Don't get me wrong. But if they go to the Super Bowl based off of it's only because of how Tampa did the draft and who Tampa traded and who Tampa got last year. They're saying all that lines up. If that happens, that's like the magic recipe for going to the Super Bowl, and we just didn't know it. Um, <laughs> that'll be really interesting to see. Uh, so Chargers, Tampa, Green Bay. I mean, Rodgers is very talented. He could have a better team to pass to. Uh, I don't know. I don't know what they're gonna do. I don't know. You got Deshaun Watson with the Texans. Um, he's a good quarterback, but not a good person. So <laughs> they, they're totally kaput. I moved to Houston. So like I, I slightly watch, you know, what, what, they're, what they've got going on. And, uh, what's your projection? Who, who's the top two going into this? You think Seahawks are going to, cause they're, they're fairly good. Now. What's, no. what, what's, the, what's the Saints going to do without Breeze? <sighs> this is a great question. So yeah, process of elimination. If you look at the NFC, I have to think that I still like the same teams that were there last year. I think Rogers probably going to have another great year. Uh, Bucks are going to have another good year. And what I think is so interesting is on the NFC side, the teams that have gone deeper have been teams that have the veteran quarterbacks. And on the AFC side last year, uh, the final four teams on the AFC side, you had Browns chiefs. Uh, I'm trying to think who else bills and who the bills play in the playoffs. You remember? The Bills played uh oh shoot, who was it? The Bills didn't they play the, uh oh the didn't Ravens. They play the Chargers? Or the Ravens, uh, that's what it was, the Ravens. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So Ravens, all yeah. four of those teams are teams with uh quarterbacks on the rookie contract. So what you're saying about Herbert is interesting because the secret sauce has been on the AFC side is to have a quarterback who can play extremely well on that cheap contract. You're only paying you have a franchise quarterback that's playing at a high level. They're only paying 
five million dollars annually before you have to give them the thirty five million dollar annually. Um, so yeah, I mean, I think it's going to be a lot of the same teams that we saw a year ago. Um, but I'm a Steelers fan Me too. So it's oh, the Steelers. Yeah, I mean, like honestly, these teams are pretty stacked. And going into this, I was like, how is COVID going to affect the draft and everything? But I mean, the Jaguars, they've got Tim Tebow. They've got Lawrence. Hey, yes. They've got an Urban Meyer. Bad husband. Good coach, though. Good coach. <laughs> um, wow. I Man, if the Jaguars start doing business, I'm going to I'm gonna be shocked. If this really works, getting Lawrence, and I, I, I think, here's my opinion about Tebow. He's an extremely talented leader, an extremely talented athlete. I would use him to block. If he's going to be a tight end, do a screen pass, do a screen pass outward, or use him to block. Like they like Tampa used Gronkowski. That's he is a big dude. He is fast. Let him block. You know what I mean? And sweep out to that right side. They're gonna and they've got Lawrence to just drop a little pass out there. You know, and Tebow can block all the way down the field. It's going to be wild. It is <laughs> like I I want a cold beer in my hand and a hamburger right now. Let's fire it up. Um, Unfortunately, when it comes to baseball, um, there's a lot going on with that. But I, I'll talk specifically about the sports part. Yeah, um, yeah. The Tampa Bay Rays. Yeah, the Rays are gonna great bullpen. Uh, but the the Strohs are not. I don't think they're gonna go anywhere this year. And uh, so my fiance Christina is a big Astros fan, and uh, so she's gonna have to just sit down and you know, <laughs> unfortunately. But it. I mean. We'll see what, what the Rays do. I would love to see the Rays go to the World Series. You know, I think the Dodgers are going to continue to be on the winning path. And uh, uh, the Nationals, I don't think, are, you know, I think it's going to be a minute before they uh, do anything. But it's it's baseball is not on fire like football is. I'll tell you that. This football season is going to be – it's going to make history. History. What makes it – what will make it history? You're going to see some of the closest games – I don't know if that's ever been measured this season with the closest games and you're going to see close games also mean stats are going up. That means defenses are playing. So that means that sacks, uh, interceptions, deflections, uh, all these kind of things are going to go up and you're going to see statistics that have never been seen before. These teams are literally, they couldn't be better. I don't, I can't think of another season in my lifetime where I've been like, wow, every team has some kind of chance. They've got somebody that can make it happen. Um, even the Jaguars. And the Dolphins <laughs> The Dolphins did well last year. I mean, bless their I hearts. like the they Dolphins. Just... I'm glad you brought them up. I, I think Tua's going to have a really good second year. They're giving them some weapons to throw to. What if you had three playoff teams from the state of Florida? How wild would that be? I don't know if that's ever happened before. And that's po- it's possible. Like that would be history because I don't think it's ever happened. It's definitely never happened. Um, who's hold on? I think that I'm wrong here. I think I said one thing wrong. I don't think the Panthers have a shot this year. Who do the Panthers have? <laughs> who's going to the Panthers? Uh, they the just so they traded for uh, Sam Darnold. So they have Sam Darnold now. Um, probably as a, a, I feel like he's a guy who's just holding a gap for uh, a stopgap QB for next year, and they probably draft someone then. Big Bridgewater year. last year. Yeah. Right. And then the Cowboys, the Cowboys, uh, they've got their, they don't have Prescott coming back right away because of the leg injury. So they're kind of, so let, let me think, let me think of the teams that aren't winners. You got the Panthers, you got the Cowboys, which I never care if they're a winner. I'm not a Cowboy <laughs> fan. 
the Jets even have a chance. I mean, um, yeah, Jets are. I don't think the Bears are going to be very good. I live in Chicago. I don't think the Bears are. I mean, Justin Fields is exciting. It's interesting, but they need an offensive line. That was a problem last year. And it's critical. It really is. Um, so, okay, the Bears, Oakland. Mm, It'll be okay, okay. yeah. Average. They'll, be, yeah. They'll be mediocre, yeah. Okay. And, uh, I mean, like, other than that, that's not, like, a lot of bad teams. Lions. Lions are going to be awful again. Okay, yeah. Because they lost, they lost. I know they lost Stafford, but I didn't. I mean, I didn't know if they were going to be absolutely awful because they they did a decent job. I guess the Bills will be on fire again too. The Bills did oh, a good yeah. job, but the, the the Bills fans are are wild. By the way, They're, they will they will jump off of a skyscraper just to put their elbow <laughs> in a, a a a beer keg to open it. They're crazy. <laughs> They're crazy. <laughs> let's talk baseball for a moment here i'm a huge baseball guy i watch a lot so i'm a, as i mentioned huge baseball guy so i watch out of market games i watch i was telling garrett this i watch two games at a time then those games end and this is every night then i watch the next two games so i just watch from all over i watched the rays lately they've won five straight starting to peak here and you had mentioned something before we got on a little bit about uh, major league baseball service time and how that gets manipulated with um, with guys. And I know the Rays have, uh, have been very, uh, they've taken advantage of that quite a bit. What I think is interesting is they've been throwing Luis Patino, this, the centerpiece of the Blake Snell trade. Um, real, for those who don't know, excellent, uh, top 20 prospect, great arm. They use him and they throw him like four and two thirds inning every start. And then he never gets wins. So when his arbitration hearing comes and they use those stats, they're going to be able to get them for cheaper than they should. They exploit, they exploit people like that. And uh, it's wrong because I mean, like you said, five straight, I mean, you would think anyone that played in those games would be, would be a part of the the winning amount of money. I mean, like if you, if you're a real estate agent and you go to an open house and you bring a buyer to the listing agent, you're getting us, you're splitting that commission. So to me, if you're if you're pitching, if you're if you're doing anything in those games, you should be getting a, a piece of the pie. And they really do. It's the MLB really. They're gonna end up with a hefty, hefty, hefty penalty with this and lawsuits. I think. And you know, I'm not someone that wants the federal government to get involved in, in everything, but this is something that the minor leaguers have been screaming about for years, and they're barely eating. They're giving their life and passion to the sport. They're they're good players. They're ju- just as good as major leaguers in many ways, and they because that arbitration deal, you know, it's like it's so sad. It really is sad because they're talented and they deserve they deserve the money that comes with it. You know, and they're putting all this work in for. I mean, it's like that's like that's like having a a college a college kid and bring him to the NFL and saying, well, you weren't paid in college, so instead of giving you the NFL money, we're gonna cut it in half. And we're just going to give it to another guy from the same team. So you guys can stay on the same team. It really doesn't make any sense at all. I mean, like, cause they're still, they're still high level players, but it's, um, it's very unfortunate. I think a lot of people don't, don't know about how, how, uh, they're taking advantage of some of these minor leaguers and, you know, it, uh, it's unfortunate, but yeah, the race, the, every, every team is, um, is definitely uh, accountable for a part of that. So 
I thought it was interesting when the Rays just pummeled the Yankees. They did it a couple times this year. Um, but we found out with the Yankees having this COVID outbreak last week, and they went out and they said that they vaccinated their team right before that Rays series. And it started to make sense. It's like they looked like they were half asleep when they were playing that series. I thought that was an interesting little storyline. Uh, why you would do that? I don't. I don't know. Um, knowing the vaccine, I, mean, I get. I get. I get it. You wanted them safe and vaccinated, but I do mean, it before the season play. starts. <laughs> yeah, well, I, very weird timing. I, I, I guess they waited until everyone was just eligible. But I know they've got high level doctors there and stuff, and people. I don't know. That's a totally different deal. They don't want to skip the line or whatever. That's fine. But like, bad. Yeah, definitely bad idea. Do it on like. Or do it at the end of the season or do whatever you do. Use therapeutics, give them one shot, get them, you know, halfway across. I mean, I don't, that whole deal, that whole COVID thing, the way that everything's been decided about it, it's uh, it's very strange. Oh, you can wear a mask here, but you can't wear a mask there. And oh, you can be vaccinated and then it'll affect other people. And oh, but no, now if you're vaccinated, it doesn't affect other people. It's just very constantly learning about this, uh, this deal. So good for them for getting them vaccinated. But at the same time, like, also bad on you for the way they played. Yeah, I think the Rays will t- go to the World Series this year. I think that that'll happen. So, and uh, hopefully, um, Joe Buck from St. Keith, you know, decides to. I-, I wish he would stop announcing the Yankees like he does. He is just such a Yankees <laughs> fan, and it's like, dude, give me a break. Uh, he's like number one. He's like number one. Joe Buck. I mean, he's he's a. But I just can't. I can't stand him. I even sent him a DM like. Two years ago, I was like, "Hey, man, can you can you just shut up for two <laughs> seconds? Just sh- I'm trying to watch a game here. Just shut up." <laughs> Did he respond? Uh, he, I, I think he saw it, but he didn't respond. I wouldn't respond either. If someone told me to shut up. I wouldn't respond. So. Well, maybe he's a Bachelor in Paradise fan. Yeah, yeah. I'll tell you'll be surprised. He's a Bachelor in Paradise fan. You'd be surprised, but yeah, it. Uh, I, I really, I hate to watch the games that he's announcing, but um, yeah, that's just me, I guess. So. All right, a couple more quick things, and then we'll send you on your way because I know you got to run. Um, you had mentioned that you're a man of faith. Uh, I'm a Christian. What role does your relationship with Christ play in your life? It, more recently, it plays a role in the time that I take to respond to people. I think that if someone, how, no matter how you come at me, how you talk to me, whatever you're presenting to me, no matter what, I take a little more time now and I really try to reward people with, if they've done something really awesome with, I want them to genuinely feel that for me. If I'm kind of confused as to why someone's saying something to me, I will take time and say, look, I know there's a lot going on, but like yada, yada, yada. And, um, and I've even tried with, when people say things about themselves, try to voice like, Hey, we all feel like that. I promise even the best of us. And so Vocally, I've tried to serve and, and you know, give grace and try to provide people with whatever it is they're lacking that day. Um, daily, I, I wake up. I, I even found myself today at the gym. I was praying. I was like, there's a lot going on in my life right now. And I was praying for, for guidance. Uh, I was praying for resources. Um, I don't just say hand it over to me. I pray for things to, you know, and I always manifest with putting what I want out into the universe as well. I highly recommend people do that. And I know that sounds crazy, but trust me, you'll start doing it. You'll see things return to you. And it's just prayers do yield answers. 
sometimes we just don't see them right away. And uh, I, I've really just, I've, more than ever, I've tried to be a good person. I've tried to help people. Um, I'm trying to do more in the community. Uh, I've always tried to be there for the community and um, wherever I'm at. And I think that ultimately I, I'm trying to be a good person. And I don't, I don't try to tell others what to do. I don't try to, I'm not here trying to convert anybody or anything, but just setting the example, I think really, really helps more than a lot of people think it does. And showing up every day and, and not giving up, um, it goes a long way. So. And did you grow up going to church? I, I grew up going to church and then we stopped, we moved and we stopped. Um, but I've always been a silence and solitude. I've always prayed in silence and solitude. Uh, of course, when I'm out with, you know, my real estate team or whatever, and we pray before we eat, uh, that's, that's, you know, that's usually said out loud, but I am a silence and solitude, even without going to church, uh, you know, after we had stopped going, I've always, always tried to have that relationship. Um, I do go, I do go to, I've been traveling a couple of weekends this past couple of weekends, but I, I do go to church every Sunday and, uh, and I grab some kolaches after it's become a really fun thing and to hear the sermons and everything and to, to, uh, you know, sometimes we get so stuck in thinking that we're right. And then we hear some different perspectives and whether it's a verse in the Bible or your pastor or preacher or whoever, it, it just, it helps to have an open mind. And there's so many people that doubt the power of the Holy Spirit, but will send a text message in a, a hundredth of a second. And they say, well, how did Christ rise? Well, how did you just send that text message that fast? If we've got the energy and capability to do it now, what can the Holy Spirit do? Of course that he can rise and he can make it to a place. It's, it's that energy. I don't, I, I would, I would have no idea what that energy would feel or look like. I am a, I am a average human being. Um, and I think that people doubt so many things and, you know, science has played a large role in teaching us when we're young, Maslow's the law and everything. And that's all wrong. That self-esteem and self-actualization, you were not here to play God and serve yourself. It's wrong. And we were taught that so young. So sometimes you have to unteach yourself things to realize that, you know, to, to be not next to God, but to serve God and to do it through breaking down the walls that, you know, flesh and blood try to put in front of you. Um, it's always in the name of the spirit. And uh, if, if anyone's ever got a problem with that, then tell them to check themselves because um, science to me is just the study of being in awe of all of this creation. And so many people try to use it to denounce um, faith. And I think it's really sad. And I actually watch a thing. It's called The Truth Project by Del Tackett. Incredible. I recommend if you were someone of faith, Del Tackett, The Truth Project, it is incredible. What is it? That provides with opinions from scientists and opinions from normal people about their take on uh, faith and science. And it's highly relatable. It breaks down science. It breaks down theory. It breaks down law. Um, and it yields the truth about what evil is, what man is, what's inside the box, what's outside of the box, uh, the things that God has provided, energy, um, and the fact that it's God put energy with you know just by by breathing it into to our universe. Um, there's all kinds of really cool things. Highly, highly recommend it. I mean, if you are a, a person of faith, 
it, it's really it gets you, it gets you fired up for sure. There's no doubt about it. It gets you fired up. Um, and I would say it's even it's great for children. Um, it's great for adults. It's great for people that are believers, people that aren't believers. Um, I would even I would even sit the dog down and have the dog watch it. Uh, it's, it's pretty good. So. <laughs> Sweet. I'll have to check that out. And I really appreciate uh, your heart sharing that here on the podcast. It's awesome. No problem, Jack. Yeah. I, and I appreciate you having me on and uh, I've got lots of respect for you. And uh, I can tell that you are highly intelligent um, by the way you talk and the way you present yourself. And it's been a, it's been a pleasure to be on here with you. Uh, if there's anybody else that you want on from this realm that you think, you know, would be suitable, you just reach out and you let me know and I'll get them on here for you. Okay. Sweet. That sounds great. I have one last question for you, and I want you to plug everything that you're doing right now. People can get in touch with you. All right. I know you had a controversial take on Instagram over the weekend. You're in my city here in Chicago. What? First of all, what were you doing here, and how was your time in Chicago? My time in Chicago, I love Chicago for the three months that it's warm. My favorite <laughs> yes. city in the country. Literally my favorite city in the country during the summer. Uh, the only the, the second city to it is San Diego. San Diego's got great oh, weather all year. No, round, I, I Jordan, I take I take San Diego over Chicago, and I live here, so <laughs> I love Chicago in the summer. Um, and I was there for a an event with a, an organization that I worked three years. Great people. Um, so I was there for a day. I've actually got to fly out this weekend for for another organization event with them and um i uh i had some food i had some food at giordano some thin crust pizza the deep dish was going to be like an hour and a half to wait on oh and i didn't want to wait yeah yeah i didn't want to wait for that so i got the thin crust pesto i think it was just a bad choice on my behalf the pizza yeah i was think, totally I think it was i would have rather had dominoes yeah i would have <laughs> rather had dominoes and so i had to i had to bust some chops and say chicago doesn't have the best pizza um but there were some people that said even the people in chicago think that so I was uh, I was kind of backed up a little bit actually, but um, <laughs> it was rainy and cold. Uh, I look forward to the next as I have because it's always rainy and cold there. I um I stayed at the Virgin Hotel right downtown, really nice. I stayed at the Gwen before that. It's always highly hospitable. Everyone there's so nice. Um, and the food was okay, but the city was great. Um, so it was it was good to be out and uh, out and about up there. It's been a minute, and uh, Chicago's cool, but. Giordano's, if you hear this, uh, I'm the guy that sat at the bar. I ordered a Corona, a Diet Coke, and a water, and a Caesar salad with my thin crust pizza. And uh, I'm a total tool. I'm sorry. It was my fault. I ordered the pesto chicken, thin crust. I don't know what I was thinking. It's my, that's my bad. It's on me. <laughs> okay. Next time you're here, deep dish from Giordano's, thin crust film from Mel- Lou Melnati's. That's, that, their thin crust is great. I know, and I was gonna go there, but it was it was such a long wait at the uh, Luminati's. Ah, uh, all right. Yeah. Next time I'm going there. Next time we're yeah. meeting up, I'm going. Yes, there. yes, my treat. All right, okay. That's yeah. I'm down good. for that. I'll I'll hit you up next time I'm going there. It won't be long. So. All right, good stuff. I'm around. So, all right, Jordan. Uh, this was a blast. Uh, maybe we'll have you back during football season. We can connect in Chicago. But uh, what are you working on right now? What should people be uh, checking out? How can they get in touch with you on social media? Uh, Jordan double underscore Kimball. Uh, my Twitter's the same handle. I've got uh, my personal Facebook, Jordan Kimball. It's me in a green shirt. If you want to reach out there, uh, I am with a real estate team at Keller Williams Memorial uh, with a Collins home team. I work for a team uh, there and uh, really excited about that. If you know anyone that's coming to the Houston area 
or know anyone that's leaving the Houston area, um, please send them my way. I can make it a great experience for them. As you know, I will fight for the best deal. I will literally hip check somebody. Um, <laughs> but uh, no, I mean, ultimately, guys, reach, reach out to me on Instagram. And uh, I, I talk to everyone every day. So I talk to a lot of folks. And uh, we keep it really, really positive around me. So. It's very true. That was the, everyone's like, oh, I just love how positive. I love Jordan's energy. It's great. It's contagious. And I, I can, it is sitting here with you. I can say it is very contagious. Uh, yeah, man, I, I appreciate that. And uh, again, <laughs> I like the polo. You look good. You're, you're the way you present yourself. You, I'm telling you, you're going to end up having, having a, a show or something with this. You're, you're very, very intelligent. And uh, I don't say that to a lot of folks. So I, um, I respect you and I appreciate you having me on and, uh, I'll have to hit up Garrett and, uh, and, and see how, how his time was on here. I'm sure it was great. So I like Garrett a lot. I talk to him very often. So he's a nice guy. Absolutely. Great stuff. Really appreciate all of that, Jordan. And, uh, yeah, I think that's it. We did it. Great job. Thanks. This was fun. Yeah, it was a blast. And I appreciate you having me on again. All right, y'all. That does it from my conversation with Jordan Kimball. As you can tell, he was an absolute treat and a blast to talk with. I hope you guys enjoyed listening to him, even if you're not a reality TV fan. I feel like that should have been very enjoyable. He's such a funny, fun, pleasant guy to talk to. Very kind guy. Um, Really was great having him on, and hopefully we'll have him again this football season. I could tell he's a big-time football fan, and I didn't know that about him. I honestly didn't know if he was a sports fan or not uh but thankfully garrett was able to help me get in touch with jordan uh really again a great guy so interesting so fun to talk with um i've got some more exciting podcast episodes coming up so make sure you guys i don't know i know some of you are watching this on youtube and facebook subscribe to the jack vita show on apple Podcasts, spotify stitcher Google Pods, etc., etc. Subscribe to the show so you don't miss out on what we have coming up next. I will be speaking on Sunday with Gary Sheffield Jr. of Outkick. Uh, we'll be talking plenty of baseball. Should be a lot of fun. I'm a big fan of his work, and he's a he's a baseball writer. He does some podcast stuff as well. He's going to be an, a great guest. I'm super excited to talk with him. And uh, yeah, we're going to have some more of these reality TV stars contestants coming up on here sometime in the future uh not going to say who quite yet because it's uh we're we're still figuring it out but we're gonna have plenty more uh so yeah if you wanted to maybe some of jordan's friends will come on here we'll see but uh yeah if you want to check out that episode i did with garrett powell you can also check that out in the podcast feed as well Okay, guys, as I mentioned, I'll be back here on Sunday. Until then, however, have a great rest of your week. Take good care of yourself. Podcast adjourned. Bring in the dancing lobsters.